0: Wouldn't you know it? On this most sacred and uh, certainly beautiful of nights, the devil would throw in a few technical difficulties. So, sorry about the the noise problems. So tonight you could probably be home and watching Wisconsin versus Kentucky, right? But I am the most thankful that you are here. This is uh, a very beautiful triduum. and so many people that have gathered in our prayer and. Uh, it has been very, very good. And uh, so thanks again uh, for coming to be as a community here at St. Margaret of York. So let's think of football for a moment. The coach enters the football locker room following a loss. And he says to his very sullen team, he says, guys, you know, I just want you to know that that I'm proud of the way you guys played this evening. You know, we, we might not have won on the scoreboard, but we did prove to a lot of people that we're capable. You know, today's game was a moral victory. At which point, a freshman sitting on a bench next to a senior asks, What's A moral victory. And the senior responds, well, that's what a coach, or that's what the coach calls a game that we lose. You know, it's hard to find comfort. It is very hard to find comfort in moral victories. You know, when the scores are published the next morning in the newspaper, they're There are only winners and losers. There is only success or failure. And Mark's gospel could be called the gospel of failures. But the failure does not belong to Jesus. The failure belongs to us. You know, from beginning to end of Mark's Gospel, it records the failures of those who follow Jesus Christ. The Passion, according to Mark, which we heard last Sunday, told the story of what? Of one defection after another. Judas betrayed Jesus. And everyone else fled after Jesus was arrested. You know, we have in Mark a particular um, story that is only there, part of the story. We hear about a young man fleeing naked when the soldiers tried to grab him. And that is Mark's way of saying that the disciples, all of them, they bolted, they took off and ran as quickly as they could, and they left everything behind. Everything that Jesus had given them. And then, of course, we read especially of Peter, who denied Jesus while in the high priest's courtyard. And how many times does he deny Jesus? Three. It's a number that is used in our scriptures to um, describe something that is an absolute. And Jesus had said to Peter, before the cock crows, you will deny me Three times. In other words, Peter could not have been a bigger failure. You know, we think of Peter being the head apostle, but Mark actually sets him up as the best example of all the disciples who, who don't ever seem to get what Jesus is really all about. Although Peter did get it right almost right once and you know, when Jesus asked him who do people say that I am of course Peter's response was heartfelt you know that he thought that Jesus was the Messiah and as soon as Jesus told Peter exactly what that meant that Jesus himself must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and and be scared be killed, and then rise up again in three days. What happens? Peter takes Jesus aside and he rebukes him. And in turn, Jesus has to essentially say, get away from me, stupid. You know, get behind me, Satan. In the Gospel reading for this Easter vigil, Mark describes three women who felt both grief and defeat. He mentions Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome. And they felt grief for the loss of Jesus. But they also thought that with his death on the cross, the very kingdom that he had represented was defeated as well. And it was all over. There was no more to hope for. And this sense of defeat then is heightened in the women's realization that they might not be able to anoint Jesus' body because the stone was too big to roll back there's an irony that Mark creates here. And that is that in going to anoint Jesus, the women were not simply fulfilling some burial rite. You know, the word Christ means anointed. What the women were truly going to do was to announce the anointed one. And in the tomb, these women encounter a young man in white. They didn't know who he was, but we know. Mark tells us that this is a divine messenger. And he tells us that because the young man says, Do not be amazed. A similar greeting of a divine messenger is remembered when the archangel Gabriel says to Mary, Do not be afraid. The divine messenger announced that Jesus had been raised and had gone before them to Galilee. And the women's response? What do we hear then that the women do? They they went out and fled from the tomb, seized with trembling and bewilderment. They said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now this sentence ends what is believed to have been the original gospel of Mark. In other words, it it used to end right here, its original writing. And the additional verses may have been added to make clear the rest of the story. But for Mark, the moment, that particular moment, begins the rest of the story. You know, Mark's gospel begins with the words, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And this line does not mean that the gospel started right at that line, because the real story begins at the end, at the conclusion of the gospel. The real gospel begins with the announcement that the risen Jesus had gone before the disciples to Galilee. This is the gospel, is what we're being told. The story continues. The story continues. You know, these women were told to go and tell the disciples and Peter that, that Jesus would meet them in Galilee at the place. Where everything began. And the disciples might have seemed failures for having abandoned Jesus and fled, but Jesus had not abandoned them. And that's what we must remember. In the end, what is not written by Mark. But what we know is that Peter would finally get it. Peter would finally get it. And so will we. So will we. Easter tells us that Jesus did not suffer defeat. And it also tells us that Jesus will not let us fail. Jesus has gone on, ahead of us, on the road. Our task in this journey of life is to follow him faithfully and to go on to meet him.